It's the Dose of Fat Podcast, show number 142 for February 25th, 2019. I got skills. <laughs> well, welcome to the radio program. My name is Gomez Alejandro Santana Delago, and this is show number one forty-two. Hi, I'm Leia. It's good to be back and fat. And I'm Spinner, just chilling. Oh, today's show is brought to you by One Up USA, simply the best fat bike rack made. Little testimonial here: I've had the uh, One Up for four years. And it's so easy to use that I have no problems with it. Mm-hmm. And it also has uh, a wider base so you can put your fat bike on one of the racks, too. The fat bike kit, yeah. Yeah, and you put your bike in there, and it does not move. You don't, have to, you don't have to sit there and watch your bike in the rearview mirror hoping that it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> like you put even the thing though, together, right? Even though we all do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think I. we all we all three of us... Trust our whips to uh, to one up USA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see them all over the country too. Oh yeah, especially well at the Berkey is amazing how many you see. Everybody's got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got one. There's the inch and a quarter, and then there's the two inch. And I actually for my heavy duty there was a, actually a, an adapter for the two and a half inch rack. So they wow. ha- they they've thought of everything. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. And you can learn more at oneup-usa.com. And now. It's my pleasure to introduce two-time 906 Polar Roll champion, Leah Rollins. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The champ champ. Back to back champ champ. So welcome to the show, Leah. You're looking great tonight. Thank you. You too, girl. So fetch. Uh, Is that supposed to be like, my, okay? Yeah, you want to uh, talk about the Polar Roll? Tell us all about this fabulous thing that... You probably won uh, because you're so light. Okay, the polar roll was <laughs> won by the lightest girl, and that's the only reason why. Was there a scale on a podium? <laughs> How do you mean? God. Anyway, uh, the polar roll is one of the best fat bike races in the country. It's all single track. It's up in the UP. These people are bad mamba jambas up there. Is it um, Ish- Ishpeming it's, or Marquette? It was, in, Marquette. It was in Ishpeming this year, and was it was it? 30 miles of single track. And leading up to the polar roll this year. So last year it was perfect conditions. It was like riding on the road almost. Uh, Just wonderful, real fast. Well, this year it's like everything that could go wrong for the people putting this together did. Two weeks before the race, there were ice storms. Several. Wasn't there more than one, too? Yeah, so bad that um, the ice collected on the trees and it was so heavy that it brought the trees down over the course Mm -hmm. so they couldn't groom the course they had to spend all their time with chainsaws taking down trees on snowmobiles i saw that so was there like five feet of snow yeah they had a couple feet of snow and so the snowmobiles are getting stuck i mean they had people coming from all over the midwest to try and help them clear these trails and then finally they get it cleared a little bit but as the days would go on, the trees would get weaker, so even more branches would come down. So they're consistently having to take the branches off the trees, and then it just kept on snowing. And they'd groom, and it'd snow. And so the week leading up, it snowed 28 inches, over two feet. 
yeah. leading up to the race. And then they finally get it groomed. And then on Wednesday, it heated up to about 30 degrees. So it finally set the course pretty nice. But on Friday, it stormed again another five inches with 35 mile an hour wind gusts. So all the snow that had built up on the sides got Drifting pushed in into the course. And so the night of when I went to go check out the course, you couldn't even see it. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like man. they had done nothing. And so that night they went out and tried to groom it again, but it was zero degrees and there's no humidity. Um, you know, there's just Hard, no moisture in the powdery air. Powdery snow. Uh, yeah. So you get out there and immediately it was powder snow. I was probably 15th person back and the ruts were so deep. It was almost unrideable. And I think they said there was about 470 people signed up. And only about 68 finished. Wow. Well, so, yeah, I wonder how many even showed. Yeah, um, I think like 50 didn't even show, knowing that the conditions were going to be bad. And most got started, and they're like, forget this. I mean, they're out there to have a fun time. And if you can't ride your bike, you're not going to run or walk mm-hmm. 30 miles. It's going to take you forever. Right. So not for lack of effort, but yeah, I followed uh, – actually talked to Todd on Tuesday, Tabocat, um and Danny Hill for all the work that they did and all the volunteers that they put together. Oh, gosh. And, and they worked nonstop for two weeks to put Around this, the clock. Yeah. I mean, and and that's the thing. They have all the people. They have all the equipment. And they got all the desire. I mean, all their these people put in so many hours. They put in so much work. I just, like, I felt so bad that it was such crappy conditions still after all that work. It's almost like you got to finish. They finished. They kept pushing on. I mean, well, it sucked for them, too. You finished. But a lot of people quit at whatever that mile 12 was. Mile 12, because it was and taking... And nobody was ashamed. <laughs> no, and you, and you wouldn't be. I mean, it really was that bad. It was hike-a-bike. I'd say I probably walked slash ran through deep, rutted snow for about eight miles out of the 30 miles. Like, I forgot to put my... Garm or my Wahoo on, I had on auto pause. Your what? My Wahoo, you know, my little, my little computer. Oh. <laughs> I put it, it was on auto pause um, and it didn't register I've never heard four of miles because I was going so slow. It thought oh, I was really? just paused out. You're trudging? Yeah. So at mile 23, I'm thinking I'm only at mile 20 and I have like, I'm already five hours in and I have 10 miles to go. And I knew that the first 12 miles took me three hours. I'm like, oh, oh my God. What was your total time last year? Two hours something? No, it was it was upper. I mean, last year was a different course. It was forty two miles. Oh, it wasn't the same yeah, course. Yeah, okay. so it was more like four hours. So it's not apples to apples. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it it took it took forever. But I wanted to defend, and I knew going in how bad it was going to be. So I was prepared for a six hour day. You know, I knew you I'd be it. hiking, yeah. and and so in my mind, I really wasn't that upset i just kind of laughed a lot because <laughs> you could see all the destruction of everybody how crashing many, all over the place how many people were actually in front of you i was hovering in 15th to 20th position the entire race so i ended up coming in 18th overall okay yeah so there was a a, a long like a mile climb on a road to lead to the first part of single track where you go single file so i put in a huge effort there knowing that the farther back you are, the more ripped up the trail is going to be. Right. The more people in front of you are... You're done. Uh, so I, uh, when we got there, I was in a line, and we were already walking almost immediately once we got into the trail, and there's about 12 guys, and everyone's walking. I'm like, forget this. So I just 
ran. Like I just got around them. You're passing people carrying your bike? Uh, yeah, on the run. <laughs> on the so run. I just sprinted around all of them so I could, you know, not be stuck behind people that are already walking mm-hmm. at the beginning of the race and was able to ride a little bit. But I, I mean, it was on and off the bike all day long. The best was I was going down this like really steep descent and it's so chewed up that you're basically sitting on your top tube right on top of your handlebars trying to put as much weight on the front tire as you can, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have one leg out to brake because your brakes are like already locked up, right? Br- mm-hmm. Brakes are no good. So you right. got one leg out to balance mm. and to slow yourself down. And I was catching so much speed, there's nothing I can do about it. And I kind of hit a little a hole and it, I got ejected from the bike and I super wombed it superwoman it right into <laughs> the snow and the snow is like six feet deep yeah so i'm how tall in, are you i'm only you five, five two <laughs> but I, I like i dove into the snow and so i'm buried in it and i i was like god i wish someone could see this because if they came up on me all they'd see was my boots like <laughs> outside of the snow outside of the snow and i'm laughing or whatever mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so it was it was really tough. But some of the things that were just going through my head is, look, it's just a long endurance day, and it's um, gonna suck. It's gonna suck. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. I allowed myself like two explicatives, really as loud as I could. I was in this field and no one's around, and I just like swore as loud as I could. Everybody knows you're not a lady. You can just let her fly. (laughs) And then (laughs) and then that was it. And then there was just a lot of giggling because you had to laugh at yourself because it was so ridiculous. I heard it was beautiful, though. Was it pretty it was in the trees? It was gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, and if it wasn't bad enough, because you've got uh, the rut is so, so horrible. And then um, and then even when there were times where it was, you could see on the left where everyone was walking and there were steps. And so they'd have their bikes on the right. And so it was creating a lane. But the problem was when you're walking on the left and you're lower than the bike, the bike tilts. So the lane on the right was not flat. It was off camber and soft. So even if you tried to get on it, you kept getting slid down into the into the dig where everyone was walking. And then mm-hmm. if you tried to put your right foot down or, or like counterbalance to the right to offset it, if you put your right foot down, you were off the trail and you were four feet deep in snow. So there was that. And then if you did manage to get on your bike, there were still trees coming down onto the trail that acted like icy finger claws <laughs> and they would grab your helmet and like pull it off. Oh wow. <laughs> did you uh um, It was insane. What bike did you ride? I rode uh the same bike I always do. I had the Salsa Bear Grease. It's a carbon. And what I did and what I think helped me is I am light, so there is an advantage you are there. I will admit that. <laughs> Okay, but that's not the reason I fucking won. Okay. I got uh, my ass chewed for uh, <laughs> suggesting that one lighter people would have an advantage ass. in this race. As um, she explained to us. There's a long earlier. list of other things that contribute. But I think I had a really good tire setup. So what I did is I had uh, 4.6 flow beasts in the front. Yeah. At, at 2 PSI. And then in the back, I had... Two? Uh, two. Yeah. Wow. And then I had uh, the Van Helgas in the back, which were a 4.0. So what I think happened helped me was the 4.6 would re- like help widen the rut just a little bit. So your drive. And tire then my a... my back tire had a little bit of more play mm-hmm. to work with, so I didn't have to be perfect. Uh, so I think that 
the tire choice helped me quite a bit. Did you have a dropper post? There's no dropper post. No, I wish I did because I think the the best setup for that race would have been a dropper post with flat pedals and just strider that bitch. <laughs> well, that's what everybody was saying. That <laughs> longest strider race ever. How, yeah. how hard it is to get on and off your bike and Constantly. how much you have to do it. It makes sense to have a dropper post on a race like that, which yeah. isn't what a dropper post was designed for, but it sounds like a lot of people that had them yeah. were happy I mean, they trying did. To, and everybody who didn't was upset they did not. Yeah, because you you try and get your leg over the seat, but you're a foot below the bike mm-hmm. because of the holes in the in the snow. And I have bruises on the inside of my knees from trying to balance, and then my knees hitting uh, the top tube constantly. Some knee pads. <laughs> he padded everything, <laughs> <laughs> so, but. The volunteers did great. I mean, they still put on a race, and and people are like, "Oh, why didn't they, you know, change the course up?" That's not how they do it in the UP. Nope. I mean, these guys are are badasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hike Neat. a bike is part of vet biking. You know, if you, it's, if you can't handle that, then well, you know, and it's whatever. Maybe, I mean, maybe get on your trainer inside. That's ride that nice Zwift. And cozy. <laughs> All the Zwifties were not having fun out there. <laughs> <laughs> Are they so, probably going to have fun at the Berkey while I'm screaming? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, uh, did you know you were in first place that whole time? Yeah. Uh, Do you know where you're an hour ahead in first place? Oh, I. So when we hit the first aid station, we were 12 miles in, and I think I was already three. I was already like three hours or something insane. But about three miles away, there was a road crossing. And um, Ryan, my husband, and my friend Tony were there, and they were also at the aid station, and they said they waited at the aid station for the next girl to come, and she was already 45 minutes back. Oh, wow. So I was only 15 miles into the race and knew that all I had to do was finish. Okay. So no matter what, I was so going to finish. Say, pour it on, make it hurt. You're like, I can just I'm just going to get there. Yeah, okay. did, you ever, there. did you ever skip merrily and say, <laughs> tra-la-la, tra-la-la. <laughs> that was not what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> what ran through my head constantly is like, you will not break me. You will not break me. That's <laughs> what a, you posted. I'm, a, I'm yeah. a warrior, I, like over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So what? Yeah. how much time did you put into the second place Young lady, and who uh, was that? The, so the two that came in second and third were Megan Barr and um, Chelsea Strait, which both raced for uh, 45 North, and they were an hour back, uh, but they, they rode together. Mm. So Megan was ahead of Chelsea. Chelsea caught her, and then they just kind of rode out the rest of the race. And basically, like, what we all did is just made it an adventure day. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't try to put power down and go fast because you would just go down. I mean, my game was to see how many seconds I could stay on the bike <laughs> at a time. That was the game. Yikes. Well, mm-hmm. congratulations yeah, on you. another big win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was and the one I was training for, and so it was really stressful leading up to it because of, you know, the conditions, and you never know what's going to happen, and it's like, great, it it kind of takes away the race. Well, it's not a race. Value. It's still an event, I mean, but it's... Well, it's still a race for sure. It's a Your race, ability yeah. to run. How was you know probably helped you? How was the by part? the way, uh, Megan and Chelsea both been invited to come on the program, but I think they're afraid. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, come on, they're great. They would love it. Is Leah gonna have to talk like an hour before they come on? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think now they're that, not gonna. Now they're not gonna listen to us. <laughs> that studio room over there, we need to build like a chain link fence uh-huh. inside of that room and mm-hmm. have like a cage match. Mm-hmm. How was the party? 
The party's always great. That's always the best thing. So one of my girlfriends, one of my besties, she was one of the people that <laughs> left her bike. So she the, abandoned the, her yeah, bike. Yeah, she abandoned her bike and got a ride out from Danny Hill on his Unicorn? Uh, <laughs> snowmobile unicorn, yeah. And then Danny Savior. Went, and then he went back in and got her bike out for her. You should have left and, it. Make her go get it. But she stayed out all night because Marquette's so fun to party There's in. a reason she's single. <laughs> hey, would you please go get my bicycle? Because I left it in the trail. <laughs> she doesn't Dude, have a trophy guys, husband yet. Guys soak that up, man. <laughs> I was like, girl, you just bad your eyes, and he went right out there. Yeah, he, yes, he did. But so I might have won the race, but she definitely won the after party. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We went for a ride on Monday for fun over at Cam Rock, and she's doing okay. And this is two days after the race, not one. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we get to a point, and she fell off the cliff. <laughs> That like guy. she's she was throwing up and like <laughs> on Monday. Uh, yeah, I'm like girl, we got to get two home. days after. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> she's sweating out that. She Jameson. rode all those twelve miles. Wasn't yeah. Camrock in just perfect ass condition? Yes. On on Friday, it was literally perfectly groomed styrofoam snow. Yeah. Nice. So it was so sweet to finally get on a course that you could <laughs> ride, ride and enjoy the bike. Like, oh my god, this is what fat biking is. Yeah. This is why it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're so, going go, go for three next year? Oh sure. gosh, I don't know, three man. Beat. I don't know, man. Three belt buckles. Oh really? <laughs> why wouldn't you? I don't know. <laughs> we'll just see where I'm at at that time. All right. <laughs> It's a little too soon, maybe. Okay. I, I do want to get more into the long distance adventure racing, so uh-huh. I'm thinking I might sign up for the sign up for the Crusher. It's a 225 miler from um, Copper Jesus. Harbor to Marquette. Yeah. Yeah, you get like 36 hours to finish it, and then I am signed up for the Margie. Let's just start with like the Arrowhead. That's in the cold, right? What's the polar roll in? What's the Berkey? Yeah, in? but it's oh, 135 it's, miles in the cold. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah. International Falls is one of those spots like Fairbanks, Alaska. It's the icebox of the lower 48. So literally, uh, at the start, it was 35 below this year. Right. Like air temperature. Yeah. Not, not whip and chill or, or anything like that. It's... Yeah, it, it's a different deal. Let's see the guys put the tape on their face because well, and of the wasn't frostbite. the one thirty five in zero in negative temperatures this year? Yes. That's yeah, I mean, what did he just say? <laughs> negative. And Jordan Wakeley like, won. Yeah, yeah. Who got men's. second? Second at polar roll, right? Did Jordan get second? Yeah. Yep. So Jordan was in the For lead the most of the time, and oh. then with a couple miles God left, damn it, Cole, House. Cole clipped him oh. and, and put a couple minutes into him. That guy. Yeah, that Jeez. guy. Oh, and I was cussing him out because. I was thinking during the race, I was like, you fatty, you freaking sitting up there making this rut. <laughs> oh, because he's not light. Before the show, Leo was saying that uh, all the racers make fun of Cole's big butt. Mm-hmm. It's out now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was cussing at it during the race. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, I'm only 15. I thought you liked I'm that. only 15 people back and I'm already riding the rut. This yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So two belt buckles, yeah, right? yeah, and I want to get I want to get the crusher and I want to get the Margies to get the triple crown. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm after. Those races where the win is in finishing, yeah, you know, you got to overcome a lot of demons to be able to push through uh, some of 
some of the pain. But also, like, the Crusher seems like such an adventure race. You're on gravel. You're in single track. I've you're on the road. You're swinging from vines. I mean, mm-hmm. you yeah, just we, get to see more. When we, uh, when we interviewed Todd on the show, he talked about it. Yes, he did. Yeah. And it's probably when you were napping. If, no, there's three <laughs> races, and then there's a special sixth race, or no, fourth race. If you do all three, you get invited to yeah. number four. But right? it's like a secret. No one knows what right. it is. Yeah. Where right. you actually have to cut off your own arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just like a Metallica concert. <laughs> you ride your bike to, <laughs> with a derby in the middle. <laughs> just like that. If you earned it. Mm-hmm. Well, later in the show, we're going to talk about gnomes. And how they've influenced how we Facebook. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we welcome Emma Marinin to the program. You're listening to the Dose of Fat podcast on Fat Bike Radio. Please welcome professional mountain bike racer and co-founder of the KS Kenda race team, Emma Marinin. Welcome, Emma. Thank you. Welcome. So Emma is here to share with us how she managed to encourage 50% female participation at a fat bike race called the Great Nordine in Oregon. But first, tell us about founding the KS Kenda race team. So race professional mountain bikes and there's not a lot of team opportunities for women and over a few years got to know some of the women who were also privateers and wanted to have mentorship and you know people to share a hotel room with and the adventure of it and so we decided to found an elite women's mountain bike team and didn't exactly know what we were getting into. Um, it was a lot of work, but it has been such an amazing process, and the result is just a dream come true. When did you start the team? We started talking about the team a year and a half ago. Oh, Last it's new. Year was the first race season that we were out there. And how many and members do you have? We are at three members right now. Four. Yeah, so my teammates are um, <laughs> Nikki Peterson and Jen Malik and myself. And are they out of California? No, um, Nikki is. She lives in Idlewild, California, and then Jen is in Columbus, Ohio. And oh, what's wow. the what's the goal? I mean, how how big are you looking to grow this team? We would ideally like to be five or six in the next few years. We've decided to keep our numbers small for now while we really get our program dialed. And then we would also really love to have um, a developmental track for women who have aspirations of racing pro so they could get some mentorship with, the, you know, with racing and social mm-hmm. media and camaraderie and riding and how to race the level so they have a better track to advance through the ranks as well. Wow. Is it all mountain yeah. biking, or do you have other disciplines in the team? We are all mountain bike, and as a team, we predominantly focus on UCI cross-country racing. 
with myself a little bit more focused on the epic rides and the marathon 50-mile distance. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping I might meet you then soon. I'm going to be at Grand Junction. I will be at Grand Junction, too. I love that race course. Yeah, I'm 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 stoked. Those epics sound like just a whole nother world of fun and craziness. And such a good time. Are you going to ride? Yeah, yeah. Probably the amateur division on Saturday. Nice. Make sure you do the full-length course because the downhill on the full-length course is so good. She's taking notes. Yeah. She's like, okay, I got, I'm going to make sure I do this. <laughs> yep. She's That's writing awesome. and she's looking. Mm-hmm. Very cool. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that, you know, when I was looking you up and Gomez was, was, was telling us about you, you know, is the fact that you were able to get 50% participation uh, with women in a fat bike race. And that's amazing to me because here it's more like 10 to 1 when it comes to fat biking in the Midwest. And so exactly I'm wondering how, how are you able to do that? Because like, so I race quite a bit, but I'm typically racing myself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Which isn't quite so much fun. No. <laughs> um, so the genesis of this is part of our team mission is to get more women racing bikes. And that happens in all sorts of different facets, whether it's getting women to show up and participate, getting them the skills so they can race, um, and trying to get the numbers up so that there's more equality in racing. So how many racers child, were how many racers were at this race? The Great Nordine. The Great Nordine. The Great Nordine. Hmm. We had I think sixty racers and we so a little less than sixty because we had twenty seven women. Wow. Yeah. It was great. And how did you and I I mean was it social media? Like how did you recruit these so it was, I mean, obviously the first way to get it out is through social media. Uh, in Bend, Oregon, it's a cycling town, and so there's several women's riding groups. So I initially went onto their group pages, talked to some of the women who run those programs, and was like, hey, I have this idea of trying to get equal number of men and women at this race. You know, would you be willing to spread the word? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I've got the word out. Now I've got to make sure that I've got a way for women to get on bikes and to try it. So the next step was going to all the local bike shops in town and telling them what I wanted to try to do and if they would be willing to donate their demo bike fleet. And Ah. every single bike shop in Bend donated their entire demo fleet to women to race for that day. And then the last piece was really just connecting all the women. So I did some Q&A sessions, brought the whole group of women in, you know, of course, snacks and beverages, and talked about fat bike racing and gave them all the information they needed from, like, what to wear, what's a little different about fat biking from mountain biking or road biking, and... Across the board, women were so excited, as well as just the idea of creating an equal field at a race was really exciting, and a lot of women bought into that as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I got one for you. We just had this uh, race called the Polar Roll, 
And, oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, and uh, they reported that 70% of the men did not finish the race, but uh-huh. only 50% of the women that entered did not finish the race. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's not because we're lighter. No, it's not. No. 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 Yeah, there was some really amazing things about the race having equal numbers of women as men. At the finish line, it was so fun watching riders come in because I'm usually like, dude, dude, dude. (laughs) Oh, no, it was just a guy with a ponytail. Oh, there's a woman. Or at this race, it was like literally like every few riders in was a woman or a group of women. And then the women in general stayed at the finish line until the race was over and cheered in the last rider. Oh, wow. And then wow. they went to the post-race celebration and also hung out and talked to each other and celebrated this thing. Nice. It was incredible. I've never been to a race where people are excited to hang out afterwards like that. Was there beer at the finish? <laughs> they did have a cake for There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And are you are you going to try and incorporate what you did with the fat biking into uh, the cross country as well? So for I've certain races, two more races this summer. One is a gravel grinder in Oregon hmm. called Buster Butte, and so cross riding or gravel grinding because any sort of bike can get out there on that course. You actually could ride a road bike you certainly could ride a mountain bike a cross bike would be great um and then the other event is called the best of both and it's a race that you could do as a relay um the first part of the race is a road bike race around mount bachelor and then the second part of the race is a mountain bike course down back into town so you can pair up with another woman if you have a friend who's on the road and you're a mountain biker or bite off the whole thing. Nice. So if, uh, so for our lady listeners out there, what are, you know, maybe your three best tips for someone wanting to get into the fat biking and fat bike racing? Fat bike and fat racing. So if you've never been on a fat bike, it is the most stable, fun bike you will ever get on. If you have any intimidation about a bike, get rid of that because you're going to get on a clown bike and you're just going to (laughs) smile. (laughs) (laughs) Clownbike.com. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Next tip for fat biking is probably just making sure that you're comfortable temperature-wise. And that means carrying extra layers and something to put them in and figure out how your layers work. You don't want to get sweaty. You don't want to be cold and just finding the right setup for you for the temperatures in that regard. And then a third really good tip for fat biking is remembering just give it a try because if you fall off the bike or wreck, you're going to plop in snow and it just doesn't hurt. No. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Snow day. Snow day. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So where does, is, is the name of your program or the name of the movement? Is that where ladies swarm came in? (laughs) Because. So how 
a few girlfriends and was trying to come up with a good name for this. And so we came up with the hashtag smash the patriarchy. Ah, there you go. Which I have a little blanching because I love men and I love having men at bike races. But when I think of patriarchy, (laughs) at least I can think of like more men at a race than women. So I was okay with that hashtag for our event. But then it was also, like, this is a little bit covert, like, getting in on something cool, like, this is underground, we're going to, like, attack this race and swarm it with women. So that was where the ladies' <laughs> swarm came from. I like it. Bunch of homeboys yeah. sitting there and, and the <laughs> ladies like 30 All ladies just, like... <laughs> Whoosh! <laughs> yeah, ton of women all around. It was great. That is very cool. cool. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as we do when we have guests, we uh, we let them plug their sponsors. Would you like to? Uh, would you like to tell us where you'll where you're appearing, uh, your Vegas show, etc.? <laughs> ah, I love it. So the team is Chaos Women's Elite Team. So obviously, Chaos Suspension is our title sponsor, as well as Kenda Tires. We are really spoiled to be on Pivot Bikes with Shimano Components and Fox Suspension. Nice. And then we have the biggest quiver of amazing other sponsors, um, Orange Seal, Make Sure We Don't Get Flats. And this last two days, I've been riding on incredibly rugged terrain and managed to get a huge sidewall Lice in my tire, and the orange seal sealed it. You would not believe it. I was able to ride out, which was incredible. Um, And then a host of people keep us in clothing, like Hyper Threads does our kit, laser helmets, Oakley glasses, lake cycling shoes. We're so fortunate. You guys are have to pay for anything. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You know what you need? You need a wellness center uh, sponsorship. (laughs) No kidding. Exactly, yes. Wow. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to clue us in on uh, how the ladies can swarm a race. That is is killer. Leia's taking notes. It was incredible. I even had a 71-year-old woman come and do the race, and she had never, ever done a race in her life. And she's already on board to do the next two ladies. All <laughs> right. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I, definitely, I have been taking notes because I know there are a, a, a few race directors who want to incorporate that. Uh, you know, I bring up the Margie all the time, but uh, yep. the race director there, he's made a huge push to try and get 50% uh, females to enter. And so he's not. The the race is shut down, like it's sold out, but women can register up until the last minute. And he's created a private site for all of us where we can trade tips and whatnot. And we each have been trying to recruit friends. Yeah. So he's. Again, I think getting people together to have like some nice evening chats makes it more appropriate, making sure that everybody has access to equipment, and then providing the community vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. We so thank a, you for that. A super successful yeah. dual slalom downhill. Then the race director was a woman. Yeah, and it was Patricia, her idea, and she did a, and it's the most successful event at that ski hill. 
and it was all her idea. She's a downhill chick, and she they had eighty riders. And it was her idea. Eighty racers wow. in a dual slalom. They weren't all women, but oh. it was women. Run, it was her idea. It was her. Yeah, yeah, everything. It's pretty encouraging to see all the little little kids who entered. And two eight year old girls raced the dual downhill slalom. Yeah. <laughs> that was great too. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Well, we'll stay in touch, and uh, we'll uh, we'll try and get Leia to uh, meet you, and maybe become one of your apostles. I I'm, I'm, de- I'm definitely. I can't wait to meet you at Grand Junction. Yeah. you might be getting a phone call from me. After this. Sure, text. Uh-oh. Text him, It's not just a radio interview. Uh-oh. It's you gained a stalker. <laughs> But it's just Leia. Don't give Leia your number. <laughs> too late. No, too late. <laughs> All right. Thanks Thank again you. for coming on. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, we're bringing the show home with a segment I like to call the Great Berkey Showdown. Number two. Like, it's like Rocky Two. I think that's the one with Dolph Lundgren where he says, I must break you. Drago. But mm-hmm. that's... Uh, he is not human. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He that's, is made of ion. That's Leia talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Rocky wins, so that that could be yeah. a good thing for you. Get cocky, doesn't he? Step it up. Well, uh, since I spent the last six hours running uphill in the snow, just like Rocky in the movie, I'm pretty sure I'll have no problem. Well, I think you, gotta, down I think you might have a chance. You might have a chance by now. Who did a race just like it and made it 20 yards? How do you know what I did this weekend? <laughs> you don't know what you I did. You told me. Did I? You made you it went 20 to yards sur- and went to the bar. You went to a surly no, bike a demo. Few, I didn't go to a surly <laughs> bike demo. But I... With a big I, cooler on the back. Yes, I rode the heaviest dummy. bike I have with a cooler full of beer up the hill and down the hill. Yeah, see, I'm scared this year because he got himself a carbon salsa just yeah. like mine. Is it, is it time to I mean, you do what winners the, do, right? The secret I might try well, and really beat I fucking guess. program? <laughs> I bought exactly the same bike Leia has. I have the exact same tires. Um, yeah. So then what's your excuse going to be? Do you have, do you have a nutritionist? And, a, and do you know I what those... Been, I have a nutritionist and a masseuse and I need a trophy husband you know really quick those, to take care of my stuff. And, do you know what uh, those kettleball things are? No. You do that too? No, I've seen your Kettle videos. Balls. You go to the gym and yeah, roll around I'd, on a yeah, bouncy ball in the, in the mornings. Yeah, and it's fun. Just push-ups with one hand mm-hmm. on a on a avocado balanced on <laughs> mm-hmm. the back of a greased pig. I do a lot of 12-ounce curls, 23-ounce curls. That's what the tall beers are, 23 ounces. So is there is there a bet this year between you two? <sighs> or if, if she beats you this year, okay, uh, will you confess that... She's just a faster bike racer than you. <laughs> I'd confess that already. Oh. oh. Well, then we need something but more severe. But I will say this, too. But yeah. you also got drunker than me at the after party. <laughs> when you climbed the rafters and started throwing cups at people from yeah, the sawmill. I, you know, I started... can't confirm that that happened. Because <laughs> I, uh, I don't remember that <laughs> happening. I think your team did. She's, she's a married woman now, so... She's probably going to be. Uh, she's she's going to be totally just, under control this year. She probably have a daiquiri. Yeah, and that's it. Uh huh. Follow oh. it up. Yeah, with a white wine. One. <laughs> yeah, I try to say two drink limit limit, and it. But yet they were uh, Long Island iced teas. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Well, is the Berkey the end of the season for your fat bike? Is that yeah, your last fat bike? That's why bike? I can go all that's out. That's why you can cut her loose. Okay. And but yeah, I don't know if there's a bet. Uh, oh, do you want to do it? We wanna, certainly don't want to make it who lasts the right longest now. at the after party. Mm. <laughs> Nachos at the Coliseum. <laughs> I think that was when we were on the most equal level. <laughs> that was after your. Uh, um, like nacho eating contest? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, good. Yeah. Her, her uh, bullshit doping accusation thing. When uh-huh, she was like yeah. wearing sweatpants and she's like, fuck it, I'll <laughs> drink beer and eat nachos. And I was like, Jesus, we're on the same level. <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, that was a, your chance. That was just a couple of shows ago. If the race was that, that was day. your chance. <laughs> So nothing. You don't want to lay a C note on the I'm line. I'm trying to think. What was the, What you was know, our first finish she likes time? Big checks. The the first one that we did was we weren't that like twenty twenty minutes apart. Can't remember. Oh, in sixteen. Was that right. what it was? Yeah. yeah. And then it became like a bigger gap. <laughs> and then a bigger. Well, the next gap. year was the big dummy year, big fat dummy year. Right. And yeah. But this year I'm going to have the gear. I'm going to try really gears. bad. It's going to be weird for me. I'm going to try gears, and I have had a hard time. Remembering which button is the shift button because there's two. There's an up one and a down one. <laughs> you could make a little cheat sheet and stick it on the bars. Up and down. Yeah, so there you, should be arrows on there. Son so of you a can bitch. Look down now and, you're screwed. And read, read which way to go. Uh huh. Just don't take the wrong bike at the start, okay? Oh, it's so, probably going to be more like that. Well, I got the right? I got the exact same model from the exact same year. It was hard to go back and get a 2015. Because no one wants to give them up. No, yeah, no, but I got one. And Leah, do you have? Do you want to lay any money? I mean, you like the big checks. Maybe Spinner likes the big checks. You know, how about a thousand dollar bet between you two? Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> ouch! <laughs> I feel bad about taking that kind of money off the man. I'll do a hundred. Let's do a hundred. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, they shook on it. Yeah, we should. We, we shook. Mm-hmm. Dang. All right. One. Oh, my tax refund by then. <laughs> I don't even want to know how much I owe. <laughs> Putting that off. Ugh. So uh, here we are in the dwindling moments of the radio program, and uh, this is where Spinner really shines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've only had three. I've got to save. We're going to do another show. So, um, Who do you talk about? One Up USA? I have a One Up USA. No, these were the things that, that during the read through you were like, "Oh yeah, in this segment we need to talk about about oh, about a something." Bitch. He already well, snuck in the dual slalom. Yeah, we already talked about the dual slalom, but I'll say it again. I mean, it was the coolest event. I, you know, I had no idea what to expect. A downhill snow bike race, and it was a pretty short course. Um, but so many people showed up that they had to do a single elimination. The only thing that sucked is that in competition you can only do one run. The good thing is that like before it started. Um, she let the free ride, whatever, go for quite a while. So I was able to do two or three or four. And that's when I met Aristotle. That's the first time I met him in person, mm-hmm. um, who ended up winning. Right. He was also a fatbike.com test pilot, test pilot and cool dude. And, and um, riding a test bike that we're, t- that we're reviewing. Yep. The Wyatt Maverick 7. Mm-hmm. And, and he were rode you, the piss out of that thing. Were you eliminated after the first run? As the first run, I got knocked out by a, a downhill guy in a full suspension Whatever. It was close, but a full suspension fatty? No. no. He was on his mountain bike? Yeah. They allowed You gotta all see kinds this course. Crazy. You gotta see this course. I mean, there was a bunch of downhill dudes that showed up and there and was the some, skinny downhill bike. Was Josie on a good crashes? Downhill too. bike? Josie? Josie? 
Yeah. Who's Josie? Josie Wales, the outlaw, Josie Wales. Yeah, totally. <laughs> are you gonna pull any of the women are on you mountain pull bikes? Those po- pistols or whistle discs, Dixie. Dave Dean's daughter raced it. Is that yeah. you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Patricia? I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. Patri- I was thinking about Josie because I was talking about her because she wrote an article about Emma. But who I wanted to say was Patricia. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh, in that case. <laughs> no, Patricia and I've only was- had zero beers. Yeah, you have. <laughs> um, no, she didn't race because she was busy running it because yeah. they didn't like 40 pre-registered, but 80 people showed up. So. That's awesome. She was probably freaking out beforehand. Yeah. And there, there's some they things that nice definitely figure out for next year, yeah. but yeah. nobody was complaining. And, yeah. Um, yeah, it was the right crowd. The, the grassroots people showed up, not the, you know. The owner of, the, well, one of the owners of Tyrol was racing the back of a tandem and a USA singlet. Right. Right. In the appropriate wrestling uniform. Uh huh. That was a great event. And it was, yeah, it was a good time for everybody. So um, it's going to be back for next year. It's going to be cool. Yeah. And even though this show is going to happen after this coming weekend, all of us are going to the Sweaty Yeti. Sweaty Yeti. Yeah. So when you hear this, we'll, uh, we'll be basking in victory because, you know, well, at least if, one of us will. That's yeah. how we roll. We'll see if Leia. Oh, I remember a time where it was like, "Oh, you want to have a team?" And we'd be like, "Gomez, Leia, and Spinner on the same team." But apparently, That's, that was just. That was, I don't know that if was that was just ever the ginger ale talking. Something that was the just ginger in your ale head. getting loose. <laughs> now we took Leia downtown before because she needed to get drunk to sleep in that bed bug oh hotel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I could uh, not yeah. sleep thanks to you. But that uh, was the year that she uh, won and then argued about the results because they didn't announce her win. I win. 13 laps. Yeah. Dude, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't say she won by enough even though she had won. They're like, well, my win was bigger than that and you need to correct this pony. I sprinted my ass off for that last lap to get it in on time. I want credit. I know, and I backed you up. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous, but she's right. <laughs> I think that's what everybody said. That doesn't that isn't what everybody The said. little light girl. <laughs> the little light girl. problems. Yeah, I think I remember like Megan Barr had come down the couple of the 45 North ladies race that race. And oh, like, man. Oh, I was just going to take it easy and use this and as training. And then Megan showed up. I'm like, for, oh, uh-huh. God, I got to race It's one of those now. days where like you don't want to talk to Leia until it's over because before it starts, she's no fun. <laughs> don't Dude, I don't even try to make eye me. contact with don't her do it. before uh-huh. the race. It's like, yeah. Morning, yeah, is that lady from your it. radio show? Just like, dude, don't. You <laughs> stay away from her. Wait till it's over. <laughs> She's got something to do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, our show this evening has been brought to you by the good folks at 1UP USA. Mm-hmm. They're Built good, in they're Wisconsin, good people. That was your one line. That was my spinner. We knew oh. we'd mess it up. <laughs> I got it. Built in Wisconsin. <laughs> you people. got me covered. It is built in Wisconsin. But yeah. I was Do, say doesn't it. your roommate work there now? Yeah. I think he sent me an email the other day. Oh, did he? Kicking? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know what that was about. There's yeah. some There's some cool things coming this year from 1UP that oh. I cannot discuss. But yeah, I uh, can't remember what the email was about. Okay. <laughs> see how uh, a good actor no. I am? Lying convincingly. Nobody can tell because they can't see your face. <laughs> Because this is radio. So, 
you guys should all check out the official rack of the Dose of Fat podcast. That's at oneup-usa.com. Mm-hmm. And check us out on Instagram at fatbike.com. Come on, we're still best mates. If I have the public on smooth, you can't scan names.